Are you guys ready? Yes. yes. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the TZR Podcast, episode 20. What's up? My name's Justin Skirbo, and joining me today is Mike Potts. I still haven't fixed wolves. <laughs> ben Rickaby is also here. I still can't follow that up. And closing out the group is Callum Fraser Sharp. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. Guys, we've made it 20 episodes. Holy shit. And we're so consistent now, publishing every... Four in a row. Four, Four in a row. row. We're on a roll. <laughs> publishing every Saturday, usually around noon, but every Saturday our new podcast goes up. You can find it on the com. You can also find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, all of the cool places. So be excited about finding the podcast everywhere. It's pretty awesome. Um... Guys, I have nine topics on the list tonight. Let's do it. Are you I'm ready? ready. It, I'm it, ready. It trumps last week. Last week was so light on topics. But here we go. Um, Callum, give me a number. One to nine. Oh, four. Wait, I thought we were just going in order like last time. We'll do nah. one or two randomly. Because <laughs> why not? Okay, it's Callum, what you say? Number four. four. Number four, Telltale says that they will be including a new, or they will have a new engine for the release of their new Batman title, their Batman Telltale game. Um, Finally. Yeah, I think this is pretty awesome. What's funny is most people that I talk to are like, oh my gosh, this should have happened such a long time ago. But it's like, I haven't really thought about Telltale like changing their engine. I mean, we all kind of know that like the last, whatever, like three, four games all ran like shit. But, uh... Their engine's broken. It's been broken since, like, what? Uh, those Back to the Future games? Well, that way. Well, I think I... It, really, it depends on the console. You know what I mean? Because, I, like, Potts, I know that you were just playing games on the Xbox One. I, I, I've played Wolf Among Us, Borderlands, and, uh, and Walking Dead, and they all run perfectly fine. Yeah, but when they came out, like, Wolf Among Us was, like criminally broken on PS3. Like, it barely <laughs> was acceptable to run as a game. Um, I mean, all of the other ones ran fine. I mean, uh, I played uh, Walking Dead Season 1 on PC, which was fine. I played it on PS3, which was fine. And then I also played it on Vita, which had its problems, but it's Vita, so, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah. what do you, you think is going to be in this new engine? They say that it's going to be new. Do you think it's just going to be shinier graphics, runs smoother? But like, they, like... They said that it's going to look super cartoony like Wolf Among Us did, so I, it's not like it's they're pumping out like realistic graphics, they're so I'm not really sure. Cartoony, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's, they, part of like, that's like just part of what their style is, but I think when they say engine, it's not necessarily talking about like the graphical output so much as it is like the interface that you're working with. Like, you know. I'd like to see it be more stable. Like, when I was playing, because... You know, back when I was neck and neck with you for platinum trophies, and you know, way back, yeah, uh, I was playing. Um, what was I playing? I was playing season two of The Walking Dead uh, Telltale series again on the Vita, and I'd already played it on Xbox. And I just wanted to play it again. It was so bad on Vita, and only just okay on Xbox. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I did play it on Xbox too. Man, I played season one of that so many times. I mean, granted, it's an easy platinum, but, you know, whatever. I I still have not finished it. I just don't give a shit about zombies. But anyway, like, I again, it like, what I've played runs fine. So, yeah, I, But I'm I also the, playing all these years later. 
I mean, it might change it to something like, I mean, would you guys like to see it as more of a point-and-click adventure kind of thing? Like, literally pointing and clicking rather than pseudo-controlling your character and then having controls switch, like, really drastically when it moves, like... That was pretty frustrating. Like, to be like, I see the thing I want, but you have to walk so slowly to get there. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it is a point. It just, it, it, when you find the thing that you're supposed to click on, it actually tells you, unlike old point and click adventures where you just click on everything in the hopes of something working. But like, I, I don't know. I don't, there's nothing about them that I'm like, man, I hope they change this. And in fact, there's a lot of things that I'm kind of worried about them changing. Yeah. I mean, I think they need to find a nice balance between, you know, between what they're doing with certain stories and obviously it's going to change you know from ip to ip because like you know the wolf among us in my opinion did combat better than any of the other ones like that was like the pinnacle of telltale combat but then like you know walking dead i think was the pinnacle of storytelling and then like and then you have stuff like uh game of thrones and game of thrones you know i didn't play it but Allie told me about it a lot and she said that was just like like uh, horrendously slow and just way too conversational like super boring like that um and i'm kind of wondering where on that spectrum batman is gonna lie you know i just hope that they don't like like half the stuff you do in telltale games is in quick time events and the other half is like you just calmly walking around clicking on things i hope that they don't throw in like actual movement and combat to try and be like a Batman game because uh, I, then I think that would be way too drastic it, I mean, it would be super weird and I don't want them to do that yeah. <laughs> my vision for the Batman Telltale is like triangle for pow square for kazak yeah yeah, 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 I could definitely see that happening. I mean, it would make me so happy. I think it's really interesting that they said, like, more so than the engine. I don't really give a shit about that, but like, more so that they were talking about, like, there's certain scenes where you can choose whether you want to be Batman or Bruce Wayne, and like how you have to handle the situation differently depending on who you are. That's like way more interesting to me, hmm. in thinking about like what this game is going to be. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I wonder if they're gonna follow any uh, any like previous arcs of Batman. You know what I Wait, mean? Like if they're gonna follow like the Long Halloween storyline. That would be amazing. Um, I, I'd like to know what happened to the Marvel game that they're supposed to be working on. <laughs> Disney probably happened. Yeah, like they they said that like what a year ago. Like, hey, we're making a Marvel game. By the way, we're not gonna tell you anything else about it. Yeah. It was just like the Marvel logo and the Telltale logo, and that's the last we heard of it. I have to wonder when they're just going to run out of steam and have completely oversaturated the market with their singular kind of game. I'm like, I'm f- at, what, at what point will people be like, "Oh, cool! There's a new Telltale game, and it's uh, Superman this time," or yeah, "Oh, I mean, it's Spider Man." Frankly, like, I don't think they will. Like, there, I, yeah. there is such a core audience for those games. Like, you know, I'll use Allie for example. You know, she she doesn't play many games but she's played pretty much every telltale game that comes out because that's that's just her jam that's the type of game that she likes to play you know so i think as long as there's a market like that for those types of games then like you know they'll keep my 
My answer to that is uh, hopefully they will. Like, not a problem of continuing to make games and me getting bored of them. I wish that they would cool it with The Walking Dead already because, like, they're already doing season three of that. They're doing Michonne. They're probably going to do season two of Michonne. Like, how is about... Michonne out? Yeah, I think it is. I don't, I don't... Maybe. I think it is. But, yeah, like, I'm how about sh- something new? Like, anything new. Like, well, Batman, I was, awesome. I was going to say, that's but, like, Batman. Do we need to continue to spend all this time making more and more and more and more Walking Dead? Like, I understand it's really good and popular, but, like... Dude, like it's they've Walking made Dead one now. Of... If it if it was four years ago, five years ago, it would be Twilight. You know what I mean? But there's they're, they're there's just gonna follow the trend. You know, there's at least four Walking Dead games that they've made, and everything else has only got nothing else gets a season two. Where's Where's Wolf Among Us season two? Where's uh? Well, we don't need one of Game of Thrones. That was terrible. But yeah. well, I mean, it, I, I I suppose you'd probably want to see numbers, but I could imagine that the Walking Dead series is doing way better than any of their other series. Yeah, well, you're probably right about that. Um, yeah, because I, I guess... don't think they could justify three different chapters of of the series plus two spinoff games. You know, plus like who gets exposure like. Out of there, like no one gets the kind of exposure that The Walking Dead does through like other venues, like other games, other TV shows, spinoff shows, comics. It definitely makes sense to me. It's just I'm so tired of it. Yeah, like branch out. I think, I think you and Ben are in that that boat. Yeah. Speaking of I, Ben, Ben, give me a, another topic. Or give uh, me a number. Give me a number. Two. Number two. Oh, this is going to be a heavy one. Um, so, guys, this week on two separate occasions, we got leaked photos of supposedly the new NX controller. It's um, real. I I don't I don't know if it's real. I'm leaning towards something like this is probably real. Um. But Pots, why don't you describe to the listeners if they haven't seen it what uh what this controller looks like? It looks like a serving dish that you put a turkey on. <laughs> no, it's oh, come on. It's all right. It's, it's not that big. It's it's an oval. It's a small. It's like an oval that's a little bit smaller than the Wii U gamepad. Uh, the first pictures we saw of it made it look like the entire thing was a screen, including where the buttons and shit are. But the one that I saw today looks like the screen is just in the middle of it. But it's basically exactly the same as the Wii U gamepad, but an oval. And sans and no buttons. There are, there are no <laughs> face buttons. There are two sticks. I think supposedly there are shoulder buttons on it. And... No, there's okay, there aren't calling shoulder them sticks buttons. is wrong. Those there, things are totally just nubs. Well, there aren't circle pads. You know? There are not. Um, it's it's the same as like the 3DS. They're like circle pads. And there are not shoulder buttons. There are shoulder wheels. Yeah, that's, that, that's that like They're like mouse scrollers. Like oh, I can't wait that, to that, scroll that, through Mario. Yeah, it's 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 definitely weird. Um, it's definitely you know what they should have done? They should have just called it the Nintendo Shovel because that's what's going to bury them. <laughs> I mean, it. I think it's it's a very drastic. It's a very like crazy, crazy looking thing, and I think it's hard to believe that this would be you know what they're replacing the Wii U with. Um, but there's a couple of reasons why I think it's real. So first, it's like. If it, it, 
Every Nintendo console has been backwards compatible at least one generation for the last, like, five generations worth of consoles. That's just a thing, right? So you would need to have a screen on the handheld or whatever in order to play Wii U games, supposedly if this thing hooks up to a TV somehow. Um, as rumored, it would be through, like, a dongle or something. I, I think what's just what's getting me is that, like, there are no buttons on this thing. And if they're expecting it to be, like, a mobile-centric device, like, that's just that's just bad, man. Well, like, the stuff that I was reading today suggests that what's going to happen is you're going to buy this thing, this this little, like, banana-sized, banana-shaped thing, and that has an... It, 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 like it's basically a 3ds. Like it has an in- it has all of its own internal stuff. It connects to the internet. Blah blah blah. That is the console. And then next year they're supposedly putting out the console part of it, which you can connect the banana to. And I get like it'll basically serve as like an external hard drive for the banana to have. No, it's not banana enough to be called banana yet. Like the PlayStation 3's original concept controller was banana enough. To be yeah, like the boomerang or what have you. Boomerang. I, I don't know what to call this thing. It's it's. It looks it, like a really bad. It, it's a it's like a it's a UFO. It's, it's a small UFO. It's, Actually, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of like someone's old funky rear view mirror like you oh, see yeah. an old Actually, spitfire yeah. or something like that i have yeah. seen people use the phrase like we view mirror <laughs> that's uh, kind of awesome. yeah well um, that's so I, the reason that i think that the thing that i just described is like right on like dead on, like it it's so ridiculous it has to be true is because they have just been trying for 15 years to figure out how to merge their successful handheld like market with their completely unsuccessful console market and this makes perfect sense like they've been doing the whole use a portable thing as a controller forever to the extent that the Wii U is literally a portable thing that is a controller for a system and already people are playing their Wii U's on the gamepad with something else on the television. That's like half the point of it. So this thing just is the next step. It's like you don't even need that stupid thing that sits next to your TV. This is just a handheld. But if you want the stupid thing that sits next to your TV and holds even more games, literally an external hard drive, then you can also buy that, and that will essentially turn this into a console. I assume that that would allow you to stream the game onto your television. Yeah, but, yeah, but that'd be like buying a PS4 and saying that the Vitas are the controllers. Yes, that's oh, exactly God. what it is, and that's exactly what Nintendo has been building towards for 15 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah but I who's going to spend $400 on a Vita and then go spend $400 on a PS4? This thing is 200 This thing is 200 This is it total that Okay, so that point makes a lot of sense to me because it's been pretty commonly said that this is essentially going to bridge the gap between their mobile market, which is like the 3DS audience, and the Wii audience. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to bring those two worlds together. But if that's true, do you really see yourself carrying this thing around with you? Like, that screen is going to get so fucked. No, (laughs) well, I mean, in terms of whether the... the the rear view mirror thing is a good design or not that's like a whole other thing it's a stupid design it's it's all screen it's going to get it's going to get completely destroyed like it needs to come with some kind of case or something but like i i just think that 
uh, aside from that, I I can definitely see them doing this, and I can see them charging two hundred bucks for this, and then like three hundred bucks for the other thing, and oh, there you go, whole system, or even just two hundred for the other thing. Who's making noises? That's me. I apologize. (laughs) Um, So so. here's my problem with it. So Nintendo's like, oh, well, we can't compete with PlayStation and Microsoft. So they decided to do something radical and weird. So they did the Wii with the waggle controls and everything. And that caught fire and everybody owned one. And it basically was Nintendo's money printing machine. Well, and I think like, I think, like, I think they're, they're so stuck on the idea that they have to change the gaming market or be so different that okay, they're going to screw That's literally over. been their, their, That's literally been what they've done since they started to exist, though. Since, since, yeah, yeah, but that was the thing. Any, everyone who went out and bought a Wii is probably a casual gamer and couldn't give a rat's ass. But, but and then they, they, they the didn't so go buy a Wii U. I think, the fucking, I think your fucking NES... The fucking NES changed the gaming market, and then the GameCube was new, stupid hardware, which didn't work out for them. The Wii U was something new and stupid. The N64 was new and stupid. They always do new and stupid and different. I, I, think, the, I think your perspective, Ben, is a, is a little skewed, because the Wii wasn't intentionally trying to be different than the, what you call it, than the PS3 and the Xbox 360. On, on a level it was, but really Nintendo's goal at that point in time was like, Hey, we there is this core gamer audience that buys games, but there's also all of their moms and dads and little sisters and whatever, and they want to, you know, let's find a way that we can make the most unintimidating console for all of them. And it worked. It was lightning in a bottle. That you know, it was greatest selling console of all time. Period. Like ridiculous, right? Um, million. And, that's and then they tried to sold. split the difference with the Wii U, and so, it didn't work. Exactly, because, you know what, I think the Wii U, it, well, it didn't have the third-party support. Its marketing like strategy was all fucked up. Nobody understood what that thing was or did or how it worked. And, and there were, I can't think of one ad that effectively communicates like what the Wii U does. Even the new ads for Star Fox and stuff still look totally whack. Like, th- there's no good way to market this thing. So, you know... It, it failed mostly because of that, and in my mind, the NX needs to be something that's at least a little bit similar to, you know, an Xbox One or a PS4, just so they can have that third-party support, because they need to win back the core audience. I, I don't think they've done that, you know what I mean? So while, yeah, yeah, innovation has been their modus operandi since day one or whatever, I still think that part of them is not completely idiotic and is going to say, hey, there's a huge part of our market that we've been letting down for the last two generations. Let's, you know, let's pay a little bit closer attention to them. And they've just always been obsessed with having two screens. It's like since 10 years ago, that's all they've been trying to figure out how to do. Also, somebody, uh, I'm looking at the pictures on IGN and somebody just commented that it, they're calling it the sensual PS Vita, and I like that. I think I'm going to use that. It's, it, it is like a, it is it's a like a sexy, sexy Vita. curvier device. Yeah, yeah, it's a sexy Vita. Can we have that <laughs> moment of silence for the Vita? I love that. No, no, <laughs> no. You know yeah, what I love my Vita. This thing, this thing looks like a sunflower seed. That's what it looks like. A no big sunflower, sunflower seed. seed. Alright, so basically where we can leave off with this is the controller looks pretty freaking weird. Um, it's, uh... 
I still think that Nintendo's out of touch with their core audio, their core. It's, it's, it's not like they changed. It just looks bad. Yeah, the, they, I think. Well, I'm waiting to see what when we're going to hear about this. I mean, maybe because of the leaks, it'll push up their schedule a little bit more. Realistically, probably not. We probably won't hear anything about this until E3, which sucks, but whatever. Um, and this is all rumor and speculation. None of this was confirmed, so... <laughs> yeah, like, this, this is all just rumors, but it's fun to talk about this stuff, because yeah. Nintendo is a little off the wall, so... Well, let me just ask you guys, as Nintendo fans, would you like a weird, funky thing, or do you just want a controller to be able to play Mario and Zelda again? I want a controller. I've always just wanted a controller. My My point has been proven. Nintendo is so disconnected. Regardless of what the controller is, you know, I, I... I bought a Wii U. The Wii U is a pretty fucking whack controller, but I still, I really, really enjoy the games that I play on it. If yeah. this new Nintendo console will have those games that I enjoy so much, the Mario Karts, the Marios, the Zeldas, all that stuff, like, yeah, I'm going to be totally fine with whatever fucking weird-ass controller well, they I, give me because I know I'm going to have fun with it. You also shelled out 50 bucks for a pro controller. Yes. And, and however much money to allow you to use a fucking GameCube controller... To play Wii U games, which is ridiculous that people have to get an adapter to use a controller from two systems ago because that's the preferred method because the last two controllers have been so whacked out. Just that insult to injury, that adapter only works on one game. So That would be, like, that would seriously be, like, if... The Xbox was like, okay, for everybody that wants to use the Duke controller, we have a new thing that allows you to do that on the the Xbox One. Yeah. Like, how bad do your controllers have to be hey, that you have to n- go back two generations? Nintendo makes their money off of peripherals. That's just part of. That's part I mean, of that's game. that is absolutely true. The fact that that thing only works on Smash and they don't allow you to use it on anything else is also a fucking travesty. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's change gears a little bit. So I've got a double. Th- I'll start going in line now. Actually, Potts, you you take a number. Uh, three. Number three. Uh, so this also is a pretty you know open ended topic, but uh, there was the announcement. So a couple a couple weeks ago, we heard about a potential upgraded Xbox One, something that you could expand graphics or, or something. It's not detailed yet, but something along the lines of being able to upgrade your Xbox. Well, in the last week, we've also now heard about uh, a PS, a potential upgrade to the PlayStation 4. Uh, right now, coined the PlayStation 4.5 or the PlayStation 4K. Um, presumably, this would be either an upgrade to the current console or a new or a second release of the PlayStation 4, just with upgraded graphics. You know, it can have 4K display, all this sort of stuff. Um, how do you guys? feel? feel about that would you would you rebuy a console because it could potentially have a little bit better graphics than your current one Fuck no, no. no this is dumb no. this is so stupid no i i don't i don't think that it's dumb i wouldn't rebuy a console but i i would consider buying upgrades for a console if they were extremely standardized and unnecessary like I, I don't want like there to be fifteen different. Th- this is the reason why I don't. Ha- this is the reason why I don't game on a PC. Like I don't want to have forty five different choices. But if Xbox is like, hey, plug this thing into the back of your Xbox, it'll make it better. I would consider doing that. Like so, uh, yeah, I mean, essentially. This, I mean, we did that with N sixty four. This to me screams. Um, 
this screams like okay, we're trying to bridge the gap between PC gaming and console gaming, right? Like or or just extend the life cycle of the console. Yeah. Like, I mean, because why do consoles die? Because they're not powerful enough to run new games. So yeah. if if we can just get a box that we plug into the back of our Xbox and keep it for another five years, that's got to be easier for everybody involved. They don't have to develop a new console and start from scratch all over again trying to get people to adopt it. Yeah, like, I guess my thing is, so there's two, there's two main concerns that I have with something like this happening, right? Um... In modern times, the the easiest thing that we can liken it to is the new 3ds. Yeah, well, that's that's like, just the. See, I don't I don't well, know how fair a comparison that is, though, because that is, is the, a, it is the same device but with slightly upgraded features. But I it mean, is a whole. I would also like to point like, out that Hyrule Warriors does not work on the old system, but it but works now, on it just really poorly. But see, the, no, but, but that's the point the that I'm getting. You you can't. You can't buy a little chip that you plug into your old 3DS to make it a new 3DS. No, it's a whole exactly. new system. Yeah, but you can't buy anything for the PS4 or the Xbox One to plug into it to make it better. It's not yeah, designed I mean, like that. I mean, I know that they're they're kind of quoting it to be something like that, but truly, like, pick up your Xbox and look around on it. Same thing with the PlayStation. There is no, you know, jump There are two USB that ports. Can, That's it. <laughs> yeah, like, there's not really a way that you might be able to very, you know, smooth smoothly do something like that yeah you can swap out a hard drive or something but when you're talking like system architecture like a graphics card like i'm i'm hard pressed to believe that that will be an easy transition process short of straight up buying a new system well they they need to not call it upgrades because an upgrade is something that you install into a system to make it better if they're talking about making a second generation xbox that's more powerful then that's a completely different. It's the new. It's the new 3ds. It's not the same fucking system. And but, to but suggest is, that it is is very difficult for consumers. New, new 3ds was a weird thing. I expected by now that we would have the Xbox One Slim or the Xbox One something. Like the Xbox One Elite is not the same as what the 360 Elite was. The 360 Elite had a completely different body. It looked better. It sounded much quieter. The fans were obviously different. And it was like an all-around more pleasant console than the original 360. I like that. But we don't have one of those for the One. Like The Xbox One is probably about as good as it's going to get. Well, I mean, I don't know if we're quite at the time for, like, a slim version of the consoles yet. I mean, of course, those are always the better ones. But if you remember from the, specifically, the like, the black Xbox 360, like, the later edition one, um, the glossy finish, what the, f- I hate that they made it glossy, but whatever. Oh, I like um, that a lot. So from that from that change, all of the things that you were just mentioning were just mechanical. Yeah, quieter fans, uh, different buttons and stuff. Like it wasn't something fundamental to how games operated. Like this is basically saying the the impression that I'm getting from this is that certain games will run smoother or better with this sort of upgrade in place. You know what I mean? Um, 
Which, to me, the problem that that brings up for me is like, okay, well now does that mean that people are going to have a, a fundamentally changed experience if they're not on the most optimal version of the software? And then beyond that, it's like, okay, well, now you're basically, you know, segregating your audience, or you're basically splicing your audience into like the higher end stuff that you can run games on and, and ones that aren't. And realistically, that's going to lead developers to design games around those upgraded mechanics to optimize the game. And then, you know, and then I think you're going to get into a new 3DS situation where you have stuff like uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends or Xenoblade Chronicles where it's like, okay, these are technically 3DS games, but they won't run unless you have the newest thing, you know? That's like that I'm, yet, I'm yet to see what Hyrule Warriors looks like on an original 3DS, but from what I understand, it's, it's like bad. It's pretty like unplayable, which to me is like that's that's pretty serious. Yeah. That they would put out a game that they know does not run on a system and yet make no mention of it. It's not like Xenoblade Chronicles where it says on the box like this shit doesn't work on a 3DS. Yeah. Be careful. Like that, they could, they could potentially, depending on how bad it is, like get themselves in some legal trouble. Because like if you if you sell a, a fucking PS4 game with PS3 written all over the front of it, like this will work on the PS3, and then you go home and it doesn't, like that's 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 pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's really bad, uh, and that, and that's what I'm afraid of with like this sort of change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, Not to mention, you're you're gonna have to split the development team so that you can have someone optimizing the better version and then making sure that the vanilla console works just as well too. Yeah, it's. It'll be I mean, why, why waste the time trying to make it prettier? Just make it fun and playable, and make it as awesome as it can be, and then just now, move on. My question is, couldn't this just be exactly like in a PC situation? where you just play a lower resolution version of exactly the same game. But for the most part, if you have like a year old PC versus the brand new PC, you're not experiencing a difference that is so terrible that it's unplayable. I'll, like, I'll, okay, so I'll comment on this. And I'm not trying to sound like privileged or something, but I have a pretty high-end PC. And when I play it, like, I've seen what games look like if you're running it on Ultra and then you're running it on like medium and it's a pretty drastic difference especially performance wise you know what i mean like it, it's definitely like a a tangibly worse experience um like my question is this this upgrade this new xbox how much more powerful is this thing realistically going to be that it would be that different yeah I, it's not like I, we're I talking about like an it's not like we're talking about like a like a like a Windows Millennium Edition computer versus like a Windows 10 computer, like yeah. the the system's only what three years old, four years old at this point. Yeah, three. I mean, we'll we'll have to see. I'm sure this information will be coming out uh, probably at E3. You know, we'll it'll be interesting to see how it's uh, how it's presented. But I mean, if it's if it's something like you have to buy a straight up new console, like that would really suck. Yeah, they can kiss my ass if that's the situation. Yeah. See, everything should have taken the GameCube path where there's like three ports on the bottom of the system that nobody really knows what they're for yet, but then... You yeah, know. and then, then they released the Game Boy Advance player. So 
think at this point it's like completely not this. We look at the controller looks just dirty as all hell. I, I missed most yeah, we, of that. I'm we sorry. didn't get yeah. we didn't get any of that. Yeah. Still not getting it. Oh Jesus, he's gone. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Well. All right, Callum, you're coming to like my house next week. Yeah, we're, we're gonna make this work. We're gonna make it work. Um, yeah. All right. So with that, so we'll see what happens with the uh, the PlayStation 4K and the Xbox 1.5. Um, Let's hope it doesn't happen. Well, okay, when they put out sl- the slim models and stuff like that, don't they do minor upgrades to the hardware so that you can kind of see a difference? I don't, I, I don't get why they didn't just say, "Oh, here's a new model," and then just quietly kind of go, "Oh yeah, games will look better," yeah. and then just kind of move on. Don't, don't call it the point five of the previous system. Yeah. Just give us a slim model that runs slightly better, well, and whoever buys it, cool. Whoever doesn't, then who cares? Is, is the is the like Xbox One point five or whatever? That's that's not Microsoft calling it that. No, no, no. These these are strictly no. These like, are just people. Media jargon. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll I'm sure they'll happens. figure out some ridiculous way to market this where it doesn't sound like such a stupid idea. Yeah. Or since they're Microsoft, it will continue to sound like a really stupid idea. So, guys, on the current Xbox One, there is a spring sale going on. It is uh, so boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the one hand, if you don't have an Xbox One, and, uh, oh, gosh, Microsoft should be paying me for this, <laughs> but the Xbox One is currently only two ninety nine, got a pretty uh, pretty serious price cut, so if you're in the market for a next-gen console, that's actually pretty much the best price you're going to get on something right now. Um, but, yeah, so outside of just the console getting... Uh, temporary price cut um there's like a f ton of games on sale mostly like a year plus old is there anything that you guys saw that you're interested in at all i don't have an xbox one so i'm just gonna check out now (laughs) not not really like i mean there were games on there that i'm interested in but the discounts were not steep enough like oh they're 40 dollars instead of like 55 it's like okay that's fine i guess the the stuff that was on super deep discount which is usually what i get excited for is all just complete garbage yeah i mean most of it's kind of like shovelware dlc titles but you will see like pretty heavy discounts on like the two generations old call of duty is like call of duty advanced warfare that's like oh yeah or something Uh, playstation's discounting pretty much every call of duty game that's ever come out right now yeah if People are looking into that kind of thing. But I mean, like, 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 whatever the last big Xbox sale was, like, I picked up both Wolfenstein games for, like, ten bucks altogether. If that, if that was on sale, I would have done that, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, like that's, that is like, okay, this is a game that I'd like to play. This is a pretty serious deep discount. Like, I don't give a shit that Halo is 40, like, Halo 5 is $40 now. Yeah. Like that's that is not exciting to me. It's, you it's can walk into most stores and buy a physical that. copy of Halo for forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not that big of a deal. And, and then, have like, you was... uh, looked at any of these sales? I have not looked at any of these sales because I don't have money. <laughs> They're like eh, there's yeah. a there's a ton of Xbox 360 games on sales, which honestly, a lot of them are more interesting than the xbox one sales yeah the thing is is i don't know if if all of the ones that are on sale are backwards compatible though 
Not to mention, I'm not even sure if you can access the Xbox 360 store nope. on the Xbox One. <laughs> you got to do it on the website or hook up your Xbox 360 to the internet. That's pretty retarded. Um, so here, I'll just like... The website's cool, it's just unfortunate that that's like a requirement. You know? Like, Xbox One games that are on sale. Black Ops 3, Fallout 4 is 38 bucks. That's pretty good if you don't that's have it bad. yet. Yeah. Uh, Forza 6, who fucking cares? There's like 16 versions of Forza. If you're gonna get Forza, you gotta get Forza Horizon 2, and I'm pretty sure Forza Horizon 3 is coming out in like a week or two. So. Uh, well, Forza... Soonish. Okay, that is not one of the ones on sale. Grand Theft Auto 5 is $38, that's not Still? bad. Holy there's shit. like, well, there's like 15 different versions of that too, and they go up in price. Like, the the megalodon shark cash card whatever that is is eighty dollars instead of one hundred and sixty in game uh, currency yeah, basically what? it's you're just paying your way to win that's really stupid uh, Halo Five is forty dollars uh, in game Halo Five shit just cause is forty dollars yeah, maybe uh, this is the entitled side of me but it's like if it's not fifty percent off or more yeah then I'm not interested at all. I'm like, with you. I'm fucking with you. Rainbow Six Siege, $35. Like, no. That should have if been that, $35 from the get-go. If that was 20 bucks, I'd be, like, on the maybe list. Yeah, like, let, all right, here, here's a perfect example. Rise of the Tomb Raider, $40. Yeah, if, that that was, that. if that was 20 I would have already bought it. Yeah. yeah uh, something, something called Bedlam. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be decent. Uh, or no, that actually got reviewed pretty poorly. Uh, the, the Binding of Isaac, which is like a five-year-old game. Don't Starve. Still good, dude. Binding of Isaac, hold up. Yeah, yeah but I got it on is. Steam like five years ago. <laughs> like, There's been a lot of expansion I... since then. If that's the newest version, like how much is that going for? It's $9. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good uh, deal. Don't you will starve. definitely get more than nine dollars worth of fun out of that. That's for sure. Sleep, sleeping Dogs is seven fifty. <laughs> I actually heard that that was good. Is that the Xbox One version? It is. Yeah. I would almost play that because I've never played that one, and I've only ever heard heard really good things about it. That oh. game is amazing. Yeah. Smite. Smite is fifteen. How is Smite fifteen? It's a free game. It's the that, whatever. The no, 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 whatever. Whatever Smite's the thirty. Free. Whatever the thirty dollar version of Smite is is only oh, the one where you like get all the heroes or whatever. Yeah, it's the it's called the Founders Pack, and you get every hero that's ever created. Smite's lame. Hot for some, life. Something called hey, Zombie like Army Trilogy. Ooh, and, oh, is that the um, trilogy? It's some kind of Nazi zombie thing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Battlefield Hardline, sixteen dollars. Wow. <laughs> You know, I was actually really surprised with Hardline. I I rather rather enjoyed it. That game's a lot of fun. Uh, That is a game that came into, like, the fucking zeitgeist of gaming and left faster than any other game that I've ever seen. It looks like they've... they've This is true. It looks like they added some since I last saw. I'm still not seeing it. Like Dragon Ball Z Universe is twenty dollars. Gears of War Ultimate Edition is twenty five. Nope. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pay twenty five dollars for an old game that doesn't even run on its current console. Granted, Phantom, it sort of runs, but it's runs poorly. Phantom Pain is thirty six. No. Yeah, it's still too much. Need for Speed is nineteen dollars. Uh, Which Ultimate... one? The new one. All right, I, I, yeah. I think that's enough. That's, yeah, we, this we... is not the best sale. 
No. I mean, that's that actually Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition $16. That's that's all. That's every single Xbox One game that's on sale. Yeah. Well, that uh, was oh, pretty and, much the and, entire Xbox One library. So, nope. FIFA, Just Dance, NBA 2K. See, this is uh, the joke to me, right? So it's like if they want – they're making a big deal out of this sale and they're like, all right, let's 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 get everybody hyped for this. They're putting a lot of marketing dollars behind it or whatever. But then when all the sales are this lackluster, to me it's like – like it's almost like what, like what do you expect us to think of this? You know what I mean? Because like you figure Gears of War, you know um, – basically any of the Microsoft published titles, they're like, they can give those away and they won't lose money. You know what I mean? So they should be giving away something like Gears of War for like five bucks. Because oh, at the end shit. of the day, that's just like five bucks that they got in their pocket, you know? Dude, Witcher 3 is $25. Should I buy it? Oh, what? You could probably find it cheaper than that. Shut this motherfucker down. Do it. Buy it. Buy it now. You'd probably have to delete everything on your console and get that and all the patches that's, and stuff. That's Worth true. It. It's... It's it's twenty five. If you get it with the uh, expansion pass, it's fifty. Do it. I mean, I mean, that is like the best rated game on any console right now. So I mean, I'll have to. Ch- I'll I'll check on Amazon to see how much. It's it goes for. how well it's doing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, so does Microsoft I, just not have sales on their online store all that often? I mean, they, they have sales every now I, and again, but not like no. They, you know, I mean, huge there's sales. they they have they have sales literally every day, every week. It's just usually garbage. Like for the last like like month, it's just been Battlefront stuff that's on sale every single day for literally for a month. Just like uh, look, all the Battlefront stuff is five dollars off. It's like that's that's not a lot to get. Except ooh, Kane and Lynch two is six dollars. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Isn't that supposed to be, like, the worst game ever made? Uh, I I don't think it's a terrible game, but there is a lot of drama behind it. Yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like Sony's, like, doing sales every other week that are at least half decent. I mean, they're not usually anything to get excited over, but I don't don't know. Whatever. I mean, it's literally there is something on sale every single week on the Xbox. It's just a matter of it's always garbage. So 25 for Witcher 3 is actually pretty good. Everywhere else it's trending at around like 30, 40, or between 30 and 40 bucks. Yeah, Amazon it's 40, 39.99. That's pretty good. I will probably buy that. Nice. I've been wanting to play that for a long time. Microsoft, step your game up with your sales, Sans Witcher. All right, guys. We yeah, got, right on. We have two topics left. Um, we'll go with this one. Uh, so we have now seen what Pokemon Go essentially is going to look like. Um, I'm gonna. Go, did you guys see this footage? No, yeah, I, I missed it. I didn't see it. Is it that bad? I heard it's really bad. Tell I don't me. think it's that. I don't think it's that bad for how early it is. To be talking about it, like, yeah. we're going to do a beta. The beta was extremely limited to one region of the world. We probably yeah. shouldn't even be able to see what we see now. It's probably super early. And I don't know, like the the studio they're working with, uh, that previous title they made on um, with Google, like that was a lot of fun. People like all over the world followed that really quickly, like. Sort of yeah, with street the, teams. With the other ARG thing, yeah. 
Yeah, but like I, I don't know. So, the, so basically, what it was for those that haven't seen it, what it was a GDC demonstration of what the game is going to look like, and essentially what I got was, or what I took away from it was, you know, it's something that's going to be running through your camera. It's just this guy throwing pokeballs at a Bulbasaur that he sees in the grass, but as he starts to move the phone around and like point at different things. Like, the Bulbasaur is moving around very unnaturally. Like, it just looks pretty pretty fucking janky. Um, and, I, I don't know, and then they're just throwing the uh, the Pokeball at it and catching it and, and then looking at its stats or whatever. Like, they didn't show any battling or what have you, but it essentially just looks like a poorly optimized ARG, you know? Um, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't too impressed with it. Like, I, I can understand, like, the thought process behind, wow, this is so cool, it's real-life Pokemon. But, like, something, that, like, I think the disconnect's going to be too drastic. Like, it, it's going to be more of a novelty off the bat, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They, they, I, they have to make it a little more interesting than, oh, look, I found a Pokemon in this spot. I, I just, I, I don't see myself ever playing it. It, I, th- I think it, it's something that I'll try, like, and look around, like, my apartment and be like, oh, or, like, you know, go outside and be like, oh, look, I found a Weedle in the bushes or whatever. But, like, I think after that novelty sort of wears off at the beginning, I, I can't see it having anything, like, major, you know? I just, I don't understand why they wouldn't make it act exactly like Pokemon does. Like, if you're just hurling Pokeballs at a Pokemon over and over and over again, like... Well, I think the the part the disconnect for me is like you have to think you are holding your phone up while it's running its camera to like look at this thing, right? And like you're obviously not going to be holding your hand steady, so it's constantly going to be like janking around and moving all weirdly across the screen because it has nothing to like generate the image of the Pokemon off of. You know, I, I think about like the 3DS like ARG cards or whatever and at least there's a card to dictate where that thing's going to stay so when you move it around it looks like semi-natural. Yeah. Yeah, but, the Vita has some AR card games that yeah, actually and, work pretty and well. that sort of thing works but this is like in the real world, you know what I mean? So I think this very unnatural movement is going to totally mess up the way that it looks and then you know, the... Well, from what we see right now, again, this is very early footage. You know, the lack of any sort of, like, battling mechanics or whatever, it just, it just seems kind of gimmicky to me. Like, pretty heavily gimmicky, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, I, it's, it, it literally is just a super gimmicky... Like, it, it is, it's a gimmick. It's, it literally it's a, is, like, definition gimmick. I was really hoping it would, like, change mobile gaming forever. Yeah. I mean, also, that's... I would say that the potential for that may still exist, but I need to be blown away by the final product. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. that's totally an Ivysaur, not a Bulbasaur. Oh, sorry. God. <laughs> but also, I mean, so, and this is this is the, you know, utilitarian version of myself thinking of this, but it's like, if you're running your camera like that all the time, that's gonna fucking kill your battery. I was and gonna say. And then it's like, <laughs> 20 minutes know, later, oh, dead film. And it's oh like, my I'm, on, God. I'm on Google Fire right now, so I'm really conscious of my, like, mobile data, and it's like, that pretty much lives and dies on mobile data, so it's like, there are a bunch of just fundamental things that are keeping this from oh. being amazing to me. This looks so bad. <laughs> oh my you're watching it now. God. It just looks super fucking janky, right? 
it looks like it, it this looks like snapchat to me like look you make a bulbasaur float over your face like th- this is oh my god this is yeah. rough like okay. let me let me put it this way everything about it looks super cool except the actual seeing pokemon in the real world part that yeah. looks horrible yeah which and is the whole is. point because it's totally like unnatural like i don't think it's well, it's, it's like it's, it's rendering it's rendering the Ivysaur in the middle of your phone, but as you move your phone around, the Ivysaur just skates across the grass like it's ice. Exactly. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. It's, it's janky. It's like a huge like separation of reality or whatever. Yeah, it's it just... doesn't like it doesn't put the Bulbasaur in a specific place. It just sets it in the center of your phone. Hot you so said it, Bulbasaur. I did. <laughs> but like it's that is it it looks like a like a like it this looks like Snapchat. Like, look, add a an Ivysaur to your photo. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. But um, my hopes are not are not peaked. Um, oh, I need to rough. be impressed at the final thing. I I have to wonder if it would work better on the 3DS with its dual cameras. Be able to kind of. But again, it needs to be attached to mobile data. You know what I mean? Like it, it needs to have a connection so it knows what to generate what Pokemon where in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that would right, be so... that would be super cool though if they made a version of it that wasn't connected to the internet. Something on that just a 3DS. Like the camera just recognized what grass or what you know. Yeah. Now, but like. imagine imagine how quickly your 3ds would die doing exactly. that. Though. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears to Potts's favorite topic, uh, PlayStation VR. Damn it! <laughs> PlayStation VR went up for pre-order on Amazon this week, and it sold out in four minutes. But Alex got one. Alex did get yeah. one, and also it's not super exclusive though. You can still go to your local GameStop or Best Buy and get pre-orders that way. Uh, Amazon is and just there out is early. the other bundle coming. Yeah, there's there should be another bundle coming sure. for the. You know. wait, wait, wait. I thought the US bundle was the VR no, it's, that, it's with the camera and the two controllers. Like that's what we're getting is a is a non bundle. Yeah, it's basically like the device by itself, which is something that would appeal to someone like me because I already have the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I already have all the move controllers, so I'd rather just get the VR and then buy the camera. Yeah, exactly. So, I think this is not surprising news. Um, I mean, it's it's the cheapest entry point for VR, so I think those people that care about VR are like going to be super hype about it. So it's like, you have the VR enthusiasts who are stoked, and then I think there's a big subsection of like the hardcore PlayStation fanboys that are like, yeah, I saw, I'm sorry for using the term fanboy, I know it's like a dirty word or whatever, but we all know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. That are just going to back anything that Sony does, so their powers combined, there are no PSVRs left on Amazon, at least. I, I, I mean, it's not surprising. The PSVR is the cheapest, and, you know, it's the highest-selling console right now, so it's probably shouldn't be any surprise that it should have the biggest install base when yeah. VR comes out. Absolutely. I literally never cared less about something. <laughs> the, the thing is, is, like... So my interest with VR is like, hmm, yeah, like, I've, I've used, you know, it when it was, t- like, called PlayStation Morpheus, so it probably wasn't the final version of it or whatever, but, like, it does look cool. Like, you, like, it is a very interesting experience, but at this current moment, there is no killer app for this thing. There is not a game that makes me say, okay, 
I need to find four hundred dollars this October so I can play blank game. Like there's just not Killzone. I want it to be Killzone. You want it to be Killzone, dude? I want it to be like Sword Art Online or something. Oh, I mean that's cool too. But like, I'm looking for like, dude. The last Killzone was fantastic when it was the like the first title you and I played together. Yeah, that was like that was a fantastic looking game. It showcased the PlayStation Four at the time super well. It used everything just a little bit so that like you know you tried the touchpad you tried the the light on the back of the controller the mm-hmm. tilt feature a little bit like it was perfect so with a new peripheral you could just be like and here's another entry into kill zone yeah that was, yeah but they're was... working on horizon zero dawn which i feel would be better than oh my god that's... yeah i'm really stoked for that game actually i want a release date for it like yesterday and Gorilla Cambridge is, uh, they're doing rigs, which actually looks really cool, but again, yeah. I've, I've, I've never had any hands-on time with it, so I have no opinion either way, but I'm kind of skeptical that it's a day one purchase for me. Yeah, I, I'm, I definitely buy into the idea of rigs being, like, functional and fun, because it, you know, it's playing to VR's strengths, which is, yeah, you can't walk around naturally, so if you pretend that you're controlling a mech that you're just in the face of, sure, that makes sense. Um, but isn't it? It's like a sports game, though. It's like a. It's a, like a compet. It looks like a competitive shooter mixed with a sports game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very like, arena shootery kind of. But you're trying to like score goals, though. It's not like a deathmatch thing. If, if no, it is if a deathmatch bas- thing. Baskets were killing people. Then yes, that's exactly what it's trying to do. See what 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 how it works is you your team starts out. You have to kill one of the other team members or one of the other team, and then jump through the hoop to make that count. So it's basically like, oh, I'm playing kill confirmed, but I have to run back to the goal in order to get it to count. Super yeah. weird. <laughs> I mean, it looks functionally interesting. I don't know. Um, it definitely I, I, has, you know, it's got that really cool aesthetic, though. Yeah, I definitely I'll, want I'll to see that. what else Sony deems as, like, the most, you know, the, the most serious title that they're going to have on the console. They keep saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have 50 playable things by, you know, December or whatever. But it's like, okay, your 50 playable games or whatever are going to be, like, 10 different mini games inside of the PlayStation Playroom, which, honestly, no thank you, you know? Yeah, but, that's, uh, bullshit. that's bullshit. Did you guys see uh, the X-Bungie and Sucker Punch devs, uh, their game called Golem? Yes, I did see that. And it looks that actually looks pretty cool. It, it looks... Uh, I don't know. Like, see, and this is another part of where VR and stuff is going to, like, have this major disconnect. Like, the first thing is, like, okay, a first-person game just is weird because you're not actually moving when you're supposed to be actually inside the head of this thing. So, f- first off, that's weird. And then second, there's, like, sword combat in it. And without any, like, feedback, like, how are you reasonably going to, like feel like you're clashing with somebody's sword or like making contact with something you know what i mean it's it's just bizarre to me did you play zelda on the wii <laughs> well no exactly and, the, and that totally suffered from that like big time you know that was pretty bad yeah oh, well. um but also in related sony news sony has closed evolution studios the makers of drive club this is not surprising news at all in my opinion. makers of what Never heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) That game... I think that game... Those guys can't catch a break. 
Well, that's the reason why I think they closed down. I mean, that was a disastrous launch. Now, reasonably, like, I own Drive Club now, and I swore that I would never own it, but I got, you know. The just, game is actually really, really good. For for argument's sake, I got it for $10 at a Black Friday sale somewhere, and I would pay $10 for anything. And I was curious to see what happened to the game post-launch. And just like Ben said, this is a fucking high-quality game. Like, graphics are incomparable to literally any other driving game on the market. It plays amazing. It actually has an online community that's, like, functioning right now. But I think they got so much bad press at the the rip, like, it just, it, it crushed them, you know? Not to mention, you know, as far as supporting the game post-launch, I don't think any game has gone as far as they did with Drive Club. Probably Witcher, but, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah probably, Witcher. but I'm just saying, like... No, no, it's... You're, it's, you're, it's, you're not going to see very many studios support games quite like they did. Well, I think they had to, because they were trying to make up for all the fuck-ups that they had at launch. See, that's, that's one of those instances where I would say a retroactive review would be warranted because the original game and then what's out now are completely different. That's totally true. But again, it's a, you know, like most games, it only really matters when it's relevant, you know, when it's in the social, well, this is the second time I'm using this term, this podcast, but it, for the games that are in the social zeitgeist, they're the only yes. ones that actually matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody's going to, nobody's going to go back and pick up drive club when they have, fucking the division to play or you know if we're talking about games coming up when like quantum break comes out or fucking dark souls or whatever doom yeah doom uncharted like there's so many good games on the way out that like you know older stuff just continuously loses relevance at such a rapid pace it's like out of control yeah it also doesn't help that uh when they were doing motorstorm apocalypse that game was supposed to come out the day that the earthquake in Japan happened. Yeah. So like, they <laughs> they, can't they get had to the break. worst luck ever. Yeah. Cuz so sp- they, speak- they had to delay that game what? 6 months and they must have just been sitting on all kinds of debt that like, had yeah, weird rude. hype like just losing money hand over fist. Yep. So speaking of newer games, um, this was sort of one of the... We only have a few minutes left, so I figure let's talk about what uh, what you guys see on the horizon that you're excited to play. There's a lot of great games on the way out. Um, Callum, you were talking about Hyperlight Drifter earlier this week, which finally got a release date. Oh. Callum's a robot again. I'll, f- <laughs> I'll fill in for Callum. Hyperlight Drifter looks amazing. We got to play it early. Uh, Calm kickstarted it a, uh, a while back. He actually put it on my radar and has been easily one of my most hype-worthy games over the last like year, indie-wise. You know what I mean? Um, Don't you have like a poster for this, dude? I have like it, it, two T-shirts for this. I've got like all kinds yeah, of like I'm a I thought that Drifter this game. Boy. I thought that what, this game was what, out already. No, this game has, was not out. It's been in development. Not in development hell, but it's been in a very serious development cycle over the last, like, Callum, how long? Two years? Three years? Still Uh, a robot. Type it, man. Type it. I'm going to say three Uh, years. Three years. years. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's a super cool looking game. But, uh, what kind of what what is it? I, I it's flown under so, under so the radar of, for me. Think of a top down uh, Zelda esque game that has a 
extremely fascinating and really, really cool combat system. Um, you switch between swords and guns and mines, and you can customize them your own way. And it's like this giant, just totally visually like captivating world. It's it's awesome. I'm gonna send you a trailer right now because like this this trailer like literally makes me cry. Like oh my god, I fucking is it, I, is it trailer one, two, or three? Because I've got them all right now. Look at trailer one. Okay. Like. Fuck, I have two and three. Hold on. <laughs> Here, I, I'll find you the right one. Don't worry. I was going to say, send us the link. I will, yeah. I will send you the link. But yeah, Hyperlay Drifter. Oh, guys. Yeah, here we go. Actually, Ben, you, you'll be excited about this because I think I don't think it's coming to Xbox, but uh, it's going to be Steam and How PlayStation. fucking shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, this... This game, oh my god. Oh, coming to PS4. You're telling me that I have the two consoles that nobody makes games for? I know, how crazy is that, right? Oh my gosh, this trailer. Now you know how I feel as a Vita owner. That system was just, like... It's been dead in the water for a long time. Uh, Oh yeah, so we got got the boo from Calum, okay. Um, as far as other titles, so outside of Hyperlight Drifter Pots, what's the next game that you are super hype for? Like the the next Star event? Fox. Star Fox, yeah, man. Like that's right around the corner too. That's like now, inside I'll, a month. Uh, yeah, and t- tomorrow I'll be playing Star Fox sixty four on the virtual console. Yes, I forgot about because that. I'm totally gonna get that. Oh my god, it's it's fifty percent off tomorrow and for the next thirty days. Oh my god, which means I'm pretty sure it's like seven dollars. So good. that's pretty good. Yeah, so. I'm all about Star Fox. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, on the other hand, I own... Well, not on the other... Like, other than that, I own a Wii U and an Xbox One, so I don't have a fucking... Uh, any other thing to be excited about. <laughs> well, I mean, the next thing I'm excited about is actually the only Xbox exclusive that I've cared about in a long time, which is Quantum Break. Um, yeah, see, I don't... I. I do not care about that game at all, so <laughs> I am in trouble. I need to. You're I right. Need to get you Hyperlight on... Drifter looks amazing. I'm. Dude. I might actually get this one. <laughs> and that's, that's going to release on Vita Day One, which is amazing. Um, Vita, it has life. Yeah. Hey man, the, the indie scene is strong with that one. But yeah, Pots, I need to. I need to get you on the Remedy hype train, man. Like. I, I'm telling you, and I, oh gosh, I hope that there is a listener who's listening to this right now who can back me up, but, like, Alan Wake is such a good game, and being a writer, I think you're going to enjoy it so much more, and That's, being a fan of Stephen King, and, like, just I'll enjoying happily, video games in general. I will happily play that, but Quantum Break, just, it's the same thing with The Division. It it just looks like a modern military third-person shooter where, oh, I can control time. I don't okay. care. So, okay, and I, and I get that. I, I know m- pretty much my hype for Quantum Break is coming off of the, the tail end of Alan Wake. Like, uh, Alan like, Wake did so much for me. I just, I love that game, man. man. It's see, the crutch for Quantum me Break is the, the TV one... show. See, that's stupid. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. Um... Okay, you, you're going to see a digital version of the character, and then you're going to see a real live version, and that's not immersion breaking for you. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm sure on some I level mean, it will be, but I, you know, ultimately I mean, that, I'm ready to see what it'll do. That is, that's definitely not my problem because he he looks pretty spot on to what that guy looks like. I see. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, like my friend Greg. He looks exactly like Greg. Um, and uh, But, like, I don't think he looks so much different in the game than he would in real life that it would be immersion-breaking. I just... There's no fucking way that I would watch a TV show and play a game of the same thing and, but like, dude, need both of them. Fucking Daniels is in it, man. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Lance Reddick. Yes. Lance Reddick. Motherfucking nice Daniels, dude. Uh, he is, I just, <laughs> he is the best. Like, oh man, I'm I'm excited for that. Like, like this is just it's just a third person shooting dudes, and I can control time. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how it pans out because Alan Wake on all surfaces looks like third person shooter where you shoot ghosts, but it actually has one of the most interesting and fun and tense but, combat systems in a game like ever. But, like, see, the ghost part makes it interesting. I think it's just, like, modern games that take place in, like, our world that have nothing interesting about them. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Am like, I seeing I'm, you this weekend? Can I see you this weekend to give you Alan Wake? Dude, it's Easter, man. So that means you'll have time to play Alan Wake. <laughs> no, that means I'll be with family Saturday and then with in-laws on Sunday. Right, you gotta go yeah. be all repentant and stuff. Right, that's well, not what Easter is. It's what all <laughs> no, of it is. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah. It's what all of it is. I'm pretty sure the main, like, religious term that goes with Easter is, like, rejoice. Jelly <laughs> Yeah. No. Rejoice yeah. and be glad. Jelly yes. bean. Jelly like, it's, 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 bean is, is what Easter is all about. Like, from, a, from a religious Peeps standpoint, no it's all about being happy, and from a secular standpoint, it's all about being happy and eating colorful food. Yeah, it's a pretty good holiday. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, you see, what sucks for me is I'm moving literally the day after Easter, so all of our Easter candy's out now. <laughs> oh, jelly belly. See, oh, dude, my whole next week is so fucked. So it's like Easter Sunday, then my birthday's on Monday. So anybody's listening to the podcast, wish me happy birthday. Oh, shit, your birthday is on Monday, because Joanna's birthday's on Monday. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot me and Joanna have the same birthday. Man. Yeah. Crazy. Um Could be worse. You could have your birthday around Christmas, which is probably like the worst thing to ever happen to uh, you as a that's kid. That's literally my girlfriend. <laughs> no exaggeration. <laughs> um But uh yeah, so birthday on Monday and then I'm moving Tuesday through Thursday. Oh shit, are you moving already? Yeah, dude. It's catching awesome. up fast. It's gonna be it's I'm stoked. It's gonna be um, So I'm are like, you stuck in a pile of boxes like I am right not now? Not yet, because we're we're still like living in things. Like ninety percent of the stuff we have to move we're doing last minute, so it's gonna be a little crazy. My condolences. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm living in piles of boxes right now. Yeah. Alright, well we're just about to catch up to the one hour mark, so Ben, why don't you tell us the uh the game you are most hyped for right now and then we'll wrap up. Uh surprisingly Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Still. That's right around I the mean, corner too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've pl- I played the first game. I loved it. I love the series, I love the characters. I, I'm just really excited to be able to jump back into just a simple game that I can just enjoy as by myself. I don't have to log in. I don't have to play party up. I don't have to do any of that crap that modern gaming is kind of forcing on me. I, I just get to sit and enjoy it. Yeah. Now, remind me, is this an exact port or re-release of the first game, or is there something a bit different? Because I know it's essentially modeling itself after the movie. 
It's different. It's not the same, and it's not the same as the movie either. The movie is completely different. So from this what is I like understand. a rebrand, basically, because it's just called Ratchet and Clank. So this is like a. It'd be like if they went back to Star Wars Episode Four and redid it. Okay. Like so it, 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 it's it seems it follows basically the same arc, but there are tangents where it's different, and then it, so it, there's, there's it's a, a visual upgrade on top there's of that. There's a word it's, for this in games, Pots. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, it's a reincarnation. It's a reboot. It's not a That's reboot. Exactly if it was a reboot, for. it would be something different, though. No, like, no, 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 no. I mean, by like, definition, like they, they are re. Booting the yeah, series. I mean, they, 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 what do you call it when they make the same movie again that's exactly the same but worse in every way? Like, uh, no, like, uh, like the, like the Robocop movie is like shot for shot the same, but everything about it is horrible. Oh, yeah, it's a reboot. Yeah, it's a reboot. Okay. <laughs> it's just say it's a reboot, Pots. God damn. It's a reboot. Okay, I can get on board with that, and it's awesome that it's launching at forty bucks. Like that's that's just good, you know. Huh. And we, we don't have any three D platformers anymore, and I, I miss them. Yeah, I'm still waiting on my freaking ukulele Kickstarter to give me to bring me somewhere. Yeah, that's um, another one I'm excited for. A ukulele. Yeah, but we don't know when that's coming out. Nope. Oh. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for joining me on episode 20 of the Zero Review podcast. Um, be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher and iTunes. We publish the podcast every Saturday without fail. Um, if you have any questions for the podcast crew, please email podcast at com, and we will answer them live on the next podcast. Um like our Facebooks and our Twitters and all that kind of cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, check out the ZeroReview.com for all of our news and stuff. Uh, Potts, Ben, Callum, thank you guys for joining me. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> and, thank See, you know you were <laughs> and thank you listeners for listening. Catch you later, everybody. Woo!